episode two of the Hawkcast. Today, our guest has played 225 games for the Hawks, including 100 in first grade. He's made 2,190 runs and he's taken 417 wickets. He is a life member of the club. Welcome, Brett Burke. Hey guys, thanks, thanks for having me. Berkey, uh, obviously well done on uh, you had another great season individually. You, you, you're not slowing down, even though uh, you, you're, you're getting up there in the in the age. But uh, you, what, 28 wickets, I think. Yep, most wickets out of anyone in the club, mm-hmm. I think, if I, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I had another good year with the ball, slowing down a little bit, but uh, having to use the brain instead of pace these days. But, yeah. And and even uh, with the bat, you uh, like. I, I, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think you had a couple of leaner years and then this year you really kind of, I think you actually got picked in our team of the year as an all-rounder, So I mean, which I know that will uh, be music yeah. to your ears. Yeah, yeah. I uh, applied myself for the bat. That was something I started thinking about the past probably 18 months was, um, was actually just applying myself more with the bat. Now, I know I'm, I was capable of getting more runs. It was just you know doing it all out in the middle. Mm. So yeah, um, and the team, we needed runs this year, so um, I figured I had to be the one. So it worked well. Mm. So when you play for for as long as you have Berkey and you get to this stage of your career, do you find it's more of a, a mental application now or are there still skills that you try and work on? Well, I love playing it, so getting up for games is no worries. But yeah, the, there's a more of a thought process now that I've been around for so long. I think that's just natural is the longer you do it, the more, the more thought there is and there's more experience to draw on. So, yeah, my game cha- uh, plan has changed dramatically probably in the last five or six years. Everyone knows uh, the famous Berkey cutter. Was that <laughs> something that, was that part of that sort exactly, of? Yeah, exactly right. <clears throat> um, yeah, when you get older, you can't just blast people out. You can't, you know, beat the outside edge time and time again. So you have to come up with other ways or you will not be playing. So mm-hmm. I um, had to use the brain and come up with other ways to get around the bat instead of going past with speed, go around it. Sideways, so yeah. How do you actually look back on the season? I mean, you're obviously captained, I think, for the second time um, as second grade, well, at least in this recent period. Um, the guys kind of were in that mid-table, I think. Uh, how did you yep. look back as, yep. a, as a team? Uh, as a team, it, it seemed more of a developing year because there was a lot of new new names, new faces. We had um, basically a whole new bowling lineup with people who hadn't really played for the club before. So we had... Jane Sands, B. Brzee. Stodge. Stodge, yeah, Stodge. Billy Raz had a go. Uh, yeah, Billy Raz. So it was basically finding our feet for the first probably six, seven weeks. Uh, we got it together after Christmas. We um, didn't lose a game after Christmas. Uh, there was a couple of washouts, but yeah, um, positive signs for the future, absolutely. Um, mm. I really look forward to seeing how, how that group of players goes next year under a different leadership yeah and it's massive obviously like for any team for any first 11 to have a strong second 11 um you know that's probably something that club did struggle with for a while so i mean yeah. that's obviously yeah. a really positive there, there is a little bit of depth there now which is good and, mm. and that can only improve with what i've seen with the younger blokes coming through mm. and so you did manage to grab a game in first grade though so you got your 100th first grade game yep. this season um what, is it, what does it mean when you when you put on that Hawks baggy? What is it like to go out there and uh, represent? Uh, it's a great feeling. There's nothing I like more than actually playing for the Hawks. When you're younger, you don't know how much it means. It's only when you've been around for a while and you can see the end of it where it actually means a lot more. So I really like doing it. 
that hundredth game. How much did that mean to, to, to actually tick over that milestone? Yeah, that, that was actually a good milestone. I'm glad they gave that to me. So yeah. that was good. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Great, um, mate. Let's uh, let's go back a little bit now, though. Um, where where did cricket start for you? Were you where were you born? What was the cricket like playing as a kid? Uh, born in Sydney, um, but we moved up to the Queensland probably when I was four or five. Up to Mackay first. Didn't play cricket till we moved to the Gold Coast here at Helensvale. I think I was uh, about eight when I was um, asked to come and play by a mate. So I think I had two or three years of juniors. The last year, we didn't have a side, so I had to play upper grade, along with all these blokes whose voices had already broken <laughs> and bowling the ball a lot quicker and hear it fizzing as it came at you. So that put me off it after that season, and I didn't play in. So I think I was about, about 11 or 12 uh, when I stopped playing yeah. uh, and didn't play again until I was 20. So yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, came and joined Helensvale when I was 20, and that was the year Helensvale had just been kicked out of first grade for the first time. Right, and what what made you come? I guess back. Uh, I just I just liked bowling, and bowling in the nets wasn't cutting it for me. So um, I decided to to give it a crack, and uh, I just lived up the road. I was probably three four hundred meters up the road, so I was used to you know wheel my bag to practice. And um, yeah, that's Jeff Lindemann saw me just bowling in the nets with a mate, um, and so because. Their first grade side just been kicked out, and what mm. happened was they had uh, lost just about all their first graders to Illinois Bay and other clubs mm. when Hellsville got kicked out. So they had maybe two or three first graders mm. left yep. that stayed on. So you needed players, and you just saw me and said, "You want to come and try out?" And I did, and I liked it, and I've played that year and every year since. Wow! And so, what year was that? What was uh, your first season? Yeah, that was two thousand, two thousand one. Wow! Yeah. And, and you went straight into that second grade side. Straight into second grade side. <laughs> yeah. never, never played on turf, uh, so that was a bit of a learning curve. I think I gave Jeff and plenty of headaches to falling on one side of the wicket. <laughs> and um, give us a sense. What does the what did the club look like back then? Uh, nothing like it is now. It is so much more professionally run on and off field than it was back then. We had like, yeah. Uh, well, the training shirts weren't those, you know, the material they are now. It was like a cotton shirt that you'd buy with the screen printing on it. Uh, yeah, it was very different. We uh, only had three pitches in the middle. The nets uh, were actually oriented a different way. And, uh, yeah, basically curating was, you know, done by one person. It was the same person who ran the bar. It was the same person who did everything. Yep. Mm. Um, yeah, there's huge changes on and off field. It's been a massive leap forward. And I've got to ask, mate, just because he's come back at the club, if we look back at that 2,000-year president, Steve Gooley, Steve Gooley. <laughs> is it good to have him back? What's it is, it really is. I, I miss having the bloke around. He chats your ear off, but he's a genuine bloke and hardly ever says a bad word about anyone. I haven't heard him say a bad word about anyone, so he's a top bloke. I'm glad to have him back. You said, he hasn't, uh, you said just before he hasn't actually changed a bit in, in <laughs> those 20 the years. same Lego haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, top bloke, yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, and yeah, we were going to ask, obviously, around sort of that 2006 mark, we, we know, some of us know we weren't here, but the, the club kind of got into a bit of trouble and, you know, there were people like yourself, your wife Susie. Um, yeah, 2007 eight was oh, yeah. the year of, the club was run pretty poorly before that for about two seasons um, after Steve Gooley had done a massive effort being present for so long. Yep. He basically had enough. Uh, as, as you do when you've done it for that long and there's very little help. Um, someone else came along and within a couple of years ran the club into the ground. Um, we had a treasurer who was doing a great job 
Um, and we did a raffles at Oxford Tavern and got the bank balance up to about 20 grand at the end of the season, which was unheard of. Uh -huh. uh, then we got a $10,000 um, sum of money from club, uh, the Bowls Club. So we had 30 grand to start the season. By the end of that season, when the president was kicked out um, and Cricket Gold Coast stepped in and um, put it under new management, uh, we had $200 in the bank. And I know because I became the new treasurer, and we had three hundred dollars in bills. Yeah, wow. Um, we had a bar fridge like we do now, and the day we got the keys, we came in and there was one can of gin left in it. Wow. That was it. it had been emptied. Right, and I mean, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Like, I mean, the club obviously was on the verge of collapse. Realistically, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had, yeah, we had two hundred bucks in the bank, three hundred bucks worth of bills. Mm. Um, I started ringing around, seeing if I could get help because I knew I couldn't do it by myself. It was mm. too big a task for me. Um, so I spoke to Ian Wade Parker, who I'd spoken to a few times and he said, no, I'm not coming back to the club uh, while that management is in place. Mm -hmm. I just won't step foot in there. And once I rang him and said, mate, he's gone. Yeah. But I need help. Can you help me? And he, thank God, he said, yep. Yeah. And he put in countless hours and so obviously Ian's got that great story that we know that he, he was just a neighbor who like yeah. basically didn't play cricket yeah. he lived up in Parks Drive and would just walk the dog around the yeah. oval and someone got talking to him about cricket and he came in and played a role for a while until um, he could see what was happening and stepped away yeah um, and when I rang him and he was he was he was glad to come back silly silly bugger he, he must have known how much work it was gonna be yeah but he put countless hours into this place and um, my wife came on as secretary because there was no one else to really fill the role, mm. and I did treasurer. And yeah. I don't think I got close to balancing the books, but you know, <laughs> we did what we did to get through. Yeah. And luckily, we were able to hand over to people who knew what they were doing. Mm. Conrad did a massive job. I call him Conrad the Builder. Mm. And the grants he got for this place is incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, we well, if we look up on the board, and you know, there's you know, <clears throat> obviously Bairdy stepped in, I think, as treasurer after you. And then obviously, yeah, Conrad, I mean, David O'Donnell, Lincoln. There's been yeah. a lot of guys that have, um, Joe Grant as well, a lot of people that have really yeah. Um, yeah. helped and build you, the club to where we are. If you're not involved in the offside field, you actually don't know how much work goes mm. into it. And mm. it's really a thankless task. And I, I love the work that everyone has done for this club. Mm. But back then, was there genuinely a conversation about whether you the club had opened the doors the yeah. next season? Yeah, yeah, there was. Um, um, I was I was speaking with a few people and thinking, is it too hard? Is it? And um, we had talks with Cricket Gold Coast, and they did actually a fair bit to help us. They they appointed basically an administrator in Ray Bubke who um, stepped in and got us grants for a new roller because the roller we had was an old diesel thing which mm. broke down every other week. He got grants, and without the help of Cricket Gold Coast, we probably wouldn't have been here. Um, but there were talks of shutting the doors, it'd just be so much easier to just walk across and play for mm. someone like Coomera. Yep. But I couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, so how so I guess that's my question. How how do you like what why 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 did you push through Well um well, the history of the place. It's been here since nineteen eighty and I wasn't going to let it go down on my watch. Mm. So Yeah. Oh, it's um yeah it's again like it's really important for people to know like that the hardship that the um, you know and people what they put in to, to keep the club alive and now it's thriving. So, but look, let's let's move forward a bit. Um, so about the end of 2010-11, I think Helensvale and a bunch of other teams dropped out of first grade because they made it an eight team comp. And then obviously you were part of that side that um, won in 2012-13 to 
earn a place back in first grade and, and it was absolutely earned, how, how, like how much did that mean to you to be oh, part of that? That was absolutely huge. Looking back on it, the things, when, you, when you do things like that, at the time I feel great. It's just when you look back on it later on is, is you realise how much it meant to you and, mm. and the friendships you might have created and, um, and, and the memories that are created means so much. So yeah, it was, um, I think it was 2010, 11, when um, we had five or six first grade players get swept away to surfers, mm. led by uh, Swanee, who went there and signed them all up at the races. Um, and so we lost basically half our first grade mm. and we won one game for that season. In second grade now? Uh, no, we were still that, in first grade. Yeah, and, and, first and, then um, and the one game we won was against surfers for all those <laughs> players. <laughs> and that was the best win I think I've ever been, <laughs> second best win I've ever been part of was that one win for the first season. Mm. Uh, the following year um, was 2011-12, that's when we got relegated to second grade. After, after that, they decided that there was too many lopsided games in first grade, too many teams getting beaten outright, mm -hmm. um, which was actually a blessing in disguise. Uh, before that, we would be lucky to win three, four, five games a year, uh, finish middle to lower end of the table, and it was a culture of turning up, hoping to win, but expecting to lose. Mm -hmm. uh, so that going to second grade uh, and having a really great season the first year, just missing out on uh, I think made the, the semis. Final. Yeah, made, made the, the semis against uh, Broad Beach at Coomeroxford. Yep, Coomeroxford Oval. Yeah, and that was a great season. I bowled. So many overs under Bertie that year, mm. and then the then the, we won the premiership the next year when we got Danny Edwards to come over from England and uh, really revolutionised how how we played the game. I was getting all fit for another massive season bowling a million overs, and we saw the ball taken away after five or six overs <laughs> given to Danny, which is clean up, which I, I didn't like at the time, but it's brilliant to be part of that now. Yeah. Uh, is Danny? Would he have to be about the the best spinner you've seen in this comp? Uh, you'd have to be the best off played with or against yeah. in the comp, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And what, what makes him? I remember when he was here recently. I asked someone in first grade, "What what makes him? What makes him such a good spinner?" I don't know. Like he, he's probably his accuracy. He can land quite a few balls on the spot, um, and he's probably variation. He doesn't have to spin each ball the same amount. So. Yeah. So the batsman doesn't actually know what's coming, and the batsman gets frustrated and, and, and ends up playing a loose shot. It's yeah. usually batsman who gets himself out. Yeah. It's not a miracle ball every ball, um, and he just wears him down, I guess. Yeah. And we, we obviously like you, you said about half the first grade team left the surfers, and a lot of those guys that did stay obviously still are at this club now. Obviously yourself, Ryan, Aaron James, Paul Baird, like yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you guys yeah. have kind of been. It's, it was. It's, I think it was a, a good thing that happened at the time. It's it shifted shifted our focus on on players, and we actually kept the players that were good for the club, and the ones that left, even though they were great blokes, maybe not the best club. Um, but yeah, it, it's worked out really well in the end. It was tough at the time, really tough. Mm. Um, but the, what um, Bertie in particular has built around this place is culture, mm. and he um, leads by example and sets the standards. And um, yeah, it's great. I know you guys. Sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> I know you guys uh, have some different probably opinions on stuff, but um, obviously there's a lot of respect between the two of you, you and you and Paul. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I respect <laughs> him deeply. Yeah. Just taking a quick break. Last week on the broadcast, we saw a different side to Ben Daly. So you have a nice game plan now. You're, you're, you're solid when you walk out there. You know yeah, what you're I'll, trying to do. Yeah, I learned from that season in ones a lot. Um, and 
yeah, just refining things over winter. So every every season, I seem to rejig my stance a little bit. Um, you just got to evolve, and you'll have your little lean patches, and you just got to find a way to, to work through them. Make sure you listen to that one. Now, back to Berkey. That 2012-13 season, did you did you get a sense that there was something special brewing? Um, at what point did you in the season did you did you feel like we could have a real crack here? Yeah, uh, even the year before, I went into it thinking we we would win, um, and to get beaten in the semis when we lost the toss and played on a on a track at uh, Coomera, which was not great for the second day, but we play Saturday Sunday. Yeah. Um, I was disheartening, but yeah, the whole season I was I was thinking this is great, this is great, and we just had a target. It was just like everyone knew what we wanted to achieve, and uh, and we did it. Yeah. yeah, beating Queens in the final was probably the best moment on the field we've had, or I've had at this club. So yeah, it's yeah. Been really good. It's we, great. We've obviously now established ourselves in first grade as a team that you know actually is very competitive, and you know hoping now every season to make finals and. I guess that's flowed down through the grades. I was going to say, like, I mean, I mean, has that taken a bit of adjusting for, for for someone like yourself to like go from like you were originally, where you're just turning up, kind of knowing that you know, yeah. well, hoping it's not going to be an outright loss, yeah. to now being well, like we are. Yeah, there is there is a bit of adjustment. Um, I'm pretty competitive by nature, so I I just love being in a team where you're in every game. Um, but there are times in games where you have to adjust mentally where before you're trying to limit damage to now you've got to go for the throw um, and just believe in yourself and believe in your team um, and knowing that you've got the, the cattle on the field, the heads and, and the players to, um, to, to you know, take that opportunity. Uh, so, yeah, being a bit more aggressive and, and believing in what you're trying to do was a bit of a mind shift and probably still was a bit of a mental battle. But um, yeah, no, it's it's great. I, I love going for the win, and I love the competitive aspect. So I'm I'm up for it. And is there things in your own game that you've had to change because of that? Uh, the way you bowl. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. Well, I've never had a problem with being an attacking bowler. I'd always probably go for the stumps a bit too much and go for a few too many runs. But um, no, just setting fields more more um, more aggressively and. Uh, and basically that's the, the main part is setting an aggressive field and, and then knowing you can bowl to it and they'll hopefully hold the catches. Mm. I, I guess, yeah, I, I, further to my question, I, I'd seen that a little bit in that season I played when you were captain. And I think, yeah, originally we, we were playing a bit like a team that was sort of not expecting to win. And yeah. then after a while, you, you saw the change in you that you did, we started being a team that were going out there thinking, no, we're, we're going to win this yeah, game. Like, so, yeah, like, yeah, it was cool yeah. to see that. But, I mean, talking about captaincy, you've got to – I know you, you're not uh, – certainly not planning to go, go again, um, but you've had a couple of good years recently as captain. I mean, yeah. how's that been uh, to you? Yeah, really good. I uh, really enjoyed it. It um, actually changed, changed my um, on-field demeanour a fair bit. I've grown as a, a person probably because of it. Um, I know earlier on I was a bit hot-headed and a normal fast bowler and wear the emotions on the sleeve. Uh, you can't really do that as captain. Um, and it, it changed how I saw a few people as well. Uh, in, and um, I know I gave Betty a, a hell of grief, a hell of a lot of grief um, early on with my on-field demeanour, more like Matthew Richardson <laughs> <laughs> kicking the ground when I was taken off. Um, and I actually had to apologise to him just not long ago because I, I understood what it was like being a captain and sometimes you've got to take people off. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, 
yeah, yeah, basically my body language on field and off field has changed just because it has to. You can't be that person anymore. And what's it like being a captain and a, and a bowler when you have to take yourself off? Yeah, um, I, I don't find it too hard. Um, if anything, I, yeah, from my experience playing here, I actually felt sometimes we were playing in the one day era, but sometimes yeah. you looked like you underbowled yourself. But I, you obviously bowled a fair few overs this yeah, year. I'm <laughs> always conscious on ma- making sure it doesn't look like I'm bowling myself too much. So, yeah, sometimes I take myself off one or two overs earlier than what I would probably like to be if I was not the captain. But I, I wouldn't do it to the detriment of the team. I knew anyone I gave the ball to would be able to do the job as well. Mm. So, yeah. To look at next year, where do you see yourself kind of fitting into to things? Next year, I've kind of already promised the missus I won't be uh, playing much Saturday cricket. Um, so, yeah, it looks like I'll be playing Masters um, and with the odd game, hopefully on turf. So, hopefully, maybe one or two games on, on in seconds or possibly thirds if they're playing turf. Um, but, yeah, just on the other weekends that aren't Masters, so yeah, I told the missus I might be able to scratch all that, you know, cricket. I need to get, you know, itch that scratch that itch from cricket, and uh, just a game every fortnight on Sunday might not do it for me. So I might have to play a couple of Saturdays here and there. And was this always a season that you were looking to step back, and you had it earmarked as? Uh, yeah, buddy, Matt, uh, Mark Wade's had me lined up for the Masters <laughs> for about four years now. So I think he's got guys listed like you know a countdown on when they. Yeah, do I mean, he knows their birthdays from about five years out, and just has a, a countdown timer on them. Um, no, so yeah, I, I, and there's a few blokes in Masters that I do enjoy playing with. Jeff Lindemann, Brad Markwell looks like he's coming back. So, yeah, um, Wadey's always good value. So, yeah, there, there are players there that I, I do enjoy playing with as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I've been told by a few that I'm not going to like it because it's not as competitive. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how we go. Mm-hmm. What, what will you do on your, uh, on your Saturdays? <laughs> uh, plenty to do around the house. The wife will have a whole bunch of stuff for me lined up <laughs> to do weeks in advance, I'm sure. Just spending time with the kids as well while they're still a bit younger, while they still want to be around me. <laughs> and, and Lucas obviously played um, under 10s this year. Did, and yeah. Kayla actually uh, had a run at one point yeah, as well. Yeah, she like was a feeling so. when the couple didn't turn up. Uh, she enjoyed it until she hit one of the batsmen uh, where his box should have been and <laughs> caused him to fold in half and go to the ground. And Kayla got a bit upset and cried over hurting a bloke. Um, but yeah, she, she enjoyed it. Um, and Lucas is enjoying it and wants to play again next year. So I think we have to get in the nets because I think they play with the heart of all next year. So mm-hmm. work on his batting technique a little. Mm. So do you have hopes one day of maybe jumping on the field with your, with your kids? Could be both of them. Yeah, um, I haven't really thought about it. Um, but yeah, it's always a possibility. I mean, Lucas is probably four years away from maybe playing sixth grade or fifth grade. So I might make a cameo down there, <laughs> play one or two games. That'd be well, handy. Hey, Um, And I guess uh, I want to just touch on your family a little bit because someone like you, mate, played so much for the club and um, it's a lot of time away. Like how, what what does that family support mean to you? Like obviously your wife and... It's everything. Um, A lot of people, when you get married and have kids, cricket becomes a very distant part. Maybe go and catch up with the boys after and not even play. Um, I did stipulate when I started... Um, dating my now wife that I play cricket on Saturdays. Um, it's great advice out there. For it, get, in early, <laughs> get in early, guys. Make sure <laughs> you put that out there that um, you play cricket on Saturdays. Um, no, but she's been great. Um, when you have, when you get married, you know you're expected to um, spend more time 
with the family or with the wife. And then when you have kids, it's supposed to change again. But Susie has always let me do what I need to do. And cricket is an outlet for me. Mm. Uh, if I didn't have cricket, I'd probably go crazy or drink too much or mm. do other stuff. So it is a massive outlet. You get to spend a few hours with some blokes. and gives you time to think and also time to switch off and not think as well. So it's been huge for me. And, and um, yeah, I'll have to repay the family in the weekends to come. Yeah. I, uh, I, I jogged down, I had to ask you about Richmond because uh, everyone knows you're a passionate Richmond man, a bit like uh, Liam Sheriff and there's a couple others. But um, as a man, who, so you, you, you were born in Sydney, grew up in Queensland, how did yeah. you end up going for Richmond? Uh, well, my dad was a Victorian, so he always had the footy on TV. He was an Essendon supporter. Um, and I was course brainwashed into following Essendon as a young kid uh, but when we came to the Gold Coast I played junior footy from the age of five at Labrador and they're the Tigers so I must have made mm-hmm. the uh, made the link then early on and uh, from about the age of I'd say nine or ten I was I was going for Richmond. Did you ever play AFL in your later years or just as a uh, played Aussie rules played Masters from when I turned 30 to about 35, yeah. so yeah. Was, what, what club was that for? Uh, firstly, we for Labrador Tigers, mm-hmm. and then when they didn't have a team, went across to uh, Surfers, played with the Surfers boys there, and uh, played a few cricketers, um, Matt Swan, Chris Swan, okay. both played for, for Surfers, and uh, Wayne Phillips, and mm-hmm. a few others. So, yeah, yeah. Good, you get to know the blokes from other clubs um, in a different different um, environment, yeah. environment, and uh, and a good chap as well, pretty good chap, mm-hmm. and you actually realise that they're pretty good blokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get on to our, our throwdown section, I've got to ask Berkey. So you've been here since 2000. We've got our 40th year anniversary next year. So you've been here for half the life of, of this club. Um, how, what are, I guess, how have you seen it change? Um, you know, again, uh, the professionalism on and off the field, the way that committee meetings are run now is completely different to how it was back then. There'd be three blokes there yelling at each other and saying which is the best way to go and then one person, you know, decides. Um, it's it's so much different on and off the field now. Um, the Even down to uniforms, um, just, you know, just everything is, is completely different. The changes to the clubhouse has been huge. Um, air conditioning for starts. I mean, we never had air conditioning. The club rooms were about half the size they are. You try fitting all your gear in there. That was not easy. And just the way the roles have changed as well. Like you could get away with being a treasurer and just bringing a, a napkin with the bank balance basically and any outstanding bills. Uh, you can't do that now. You need, you know, my old spreadsheets. And um, the role of president has changed immensely. Whereas I could have seen myself being president um, back in those days, couldn't now. Uh, <laughs> amount of work that goes into it, like David O'Donnell, is just a huge job now. It's a huge job, and I'm just, I just don't think I can. Um, I'd be able to spread myself around that well mm-hmm. with others, and I don't. Uh, I'm not great with talking to people I don't know very well either. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's huge. Changes, changes are huge. It's, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful place to be around. Like it was always a nice place to be around, but just the environment and the culture that has been building in this club. It's fantastic. It's mm. a place I, I love spending time at. You can see me doing it in years to come. It's great. It's great. Jump into our, uh, our throwdown, <clears throat> five uh, throwdown questions to uh, to wrap it up. Um, but yeah, so first uh, first of all, the best player you've played with at the Hawks? 
Uh, Got 20, 20 odd years to add to yeah, your lucky brain. I'm not sure. Uh, Miller was probably the best one I've, I've played with. Mm-hmm. Just hit the ball so hard and uh, again, very, very attacking. Um, probably not, the, well, definitely not the best captain I've played under or coach. Uh, but yeah, just, just seemed to class above, absolute class above. What about the best player you played against? Uh, well, we did actually have a Ryobi day, if you remember, and uh, got to play against Darren Lehman, who took me apart. I think I went for about 21 in an over, even hitting a one-handed six. So, yeah, I'd like to cheat and say Darren Lehman. Yeah, um, yeah funniest memory from your, from your time here? Anything stand out? Um, oh, I also saw one of our clubmen get hit for the biggest six on that day by... <laughs> Um, what was his name? Luke Pommersback. Luke Pommersback put um, Passo. Up there, Passo um, up on Discovery Drive into the into the middle of the road there. I think um, he hit a car too. That ball. Oh, no, no, <laughs> we couldn't find the ball. We could not get the ball back. We had to change balls after that. So that and uh, there was a game I think at Southport Labrador where we were fielding and we could hear a buzz in the background and we all what the hell was that? And uh, all of a sudden a swarm of bees, a massive swarm of bees came over the field and we all had to hit the deck for about three or four minutes while this swarm of bees. Just uh, flew over our heads. Um, uh, so you touched on a little bit, but what about the most memorable win? Uh, most memorable win? Well, yeah, it, it's competing. There's the, the grand final win in uh, 20, what was that, 2012-13. That was huge, big moment for the club. Um, and it's probably right up there with beating Surface after they took half our first graders. Um, and that was a huge win that day as well. So, yeah, they're my two favourite moments playing here. I'm just going to quickly touch on uh, one from this year, which uh, meant a lot to a lot of people was uh, when you beat Benogan uh, as well. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> similar <laughs> feeling. Yeah. Yeah, especially because we were uh, chasing 87 or something and we ended up like 6 for 20 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Home, yeah. So. yeah, I've had lucky enough to be able to hit the winning runs twice um, playing for Helensville and, and I did that day and that was huge. It was 6 for, six for bugger all. Um, copying a bit of uh, chat from Dylan out there as he was bowling. So to hit him for a six over his head was great. <laughs> and then all the chat just dies down when you uh, probably score 10 runs off and over and when they, you're only defending 70 or so, or 70 or 80. Um, so when all the chat died down and he was telling me to be here and hit the last one for six and uh, he was able to put away for, for a boundary, it was great to, to win and, and have the white runs come off my bat. It was, uh, yeah, that was a very good, very good win this year. Um, lastly, yeah, what, what keeps you coming back? I know we've sort of touched on this, but, uh, but <laughs> yeah. I guess in a concise way to, to uh, the camaraderie. I love being around you blokes. Um, yeah, it's just great being here, great environment, um, and yeah, just being able to spend time with, with some blokes away from work and all the worries when you step in these walls, all that goes away. That's great, mate. Yeah, thanks so much, Berkey. Thanks for having me. Thanks for your contributions. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Next time on the Hawkcast, we speak to longtime first grade captain Jack Lucas. It's a pretty, um, a very memorable day. It's kind of the day that I proved to myself and everyone that I can make those match winning scores.